0: great to have you thanks a lot for stopping by uh really great to have this man on he's a major of the u.s army reserves he's also an author it's montgomery granger we've been following each other for a long time on on twitter and, and elsewhere really nice to make your acquaintance good to see
1: you uh, major nice to meet you and you too joe we've been a long time on twitter i think you joined in '09, and i joined in 2010 exactly and we actually crossed paths uh you may remember there was a uh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, faux pas about a flyover at an NFL football game. Right, I do remember that. In October of uh, 2020. Can I play that for you real quick? The sure. Soundbite? Sure, go ahead. It's a lot of jet fuel just
0: to do a little flyover. That's <laughs> your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. Yeah. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner.
1: So uh, that was picked up by Yahoo Entertainment. They picked up a tweet from me that went like this. Troy Aikman and Buck, so disappointing and angering. Flyovers are part of the fabric of American sports. Yes. Their budget is as flight time training for pilots. They're patriotic and awe-inspiring to Americans. Why? And then uh, they picked up your tweet. Right. uh, And you said... Joe Pags, I guess, Kamala Biden ticket. That was a hashtag. Yeah. According to Troy Aikman, will stop all flyovers. <laughs> yes, that will save the union. Idiots. <laughs> he can't... and Joe Buck have no idea how good they have it. Yes. Wow. Hashtag NFL. So uh, we go way back. No, what we, well, we we, we do, that-
0: and I'm glad that we called them out because that was so dumb. And they apologized later, didn't know it was a hot mic, didn't know it was a this, didn't know that they were being denigrative, and they love the military, they love the people, they love everybody. Um, I'm glad that we have the ability to call people out, but I think it might have been a situation like that that ended up getting us squelched and minimized on Twitter because the Twitter sphere realized that people were telling the truth and giving alternative uh, you know, answers, reasons, and opinions. And they didn't want that. And there's actually a list that came out a couple of days ago that that shows everybody that was being squelched. I was on there. You're probably on there. Um, So uh, are you glad that Elon owns it now? And are
1: we getting more freedom out of it, do you think? Yes and no. I mean, uh, I had a personal connection who knew him, and uh, he rescued my account, uh, MJ Granger and the number one at MJ Granger one. Uh, I had been up to ninety two thousand on many occasions, and then they knocked me down from five to thirteen thousand at right, a time. Right Never let me get close to one hundred thousand. But I finally got suspended for one year in December of two thousand and one because I attacked New York Governor uh, Hokel because she had mandated for scholastic athletes wearing of masks during the winter sports season. I have two high school runners. They told runners, Joe, they told wrestlers, they told basketball players to wear a mask while they were competing. So I blew her up on Twitter and that was the last tweet I had for about a
0: year. Well, well, Again, it doesn't make any sense because she literally was putting their lives at risk. If you're out yep. there and you're using, uh, you're using your body in such a physically athletic way, you need more oxygen. You can't have a mask on. And we also found out not, not very long after that that masks don't work. Uh, the, the molecules of COVID are too small and they go right through the mesh. So all it was really doing is restricting their oxygen and, and putting them in harm's way. So you were right in your tweet. Unless, unless you said
1: something like kill Hokel, which I doubt you said, why would, no, they, why would they suspend you? Exactly. So uh, I actually have a background. I'm a retired health educator and health administrator and also former combat medic and medical service officer. And in my civilian uh, job, being a school district administrator, I work very closely with industrial hygienists. Industrial hygienists recommend PPE for hazardous waste removal. And if you talk to any of them, Joe, all of them would say the efficacy of a surgical mask against a virus is zero. Right. The, the, those, designed- those
0: masks were made to actually, I think they were created to stop construction site dust from getting to the construction worker's lungs.
1: Well, and- there would be a respirator depending on how right. much dust and what kind we're talking about. But right. The surgical mask was designed to uh, reduce bacterial infection of the surgical field during surgery. So, in other words, if the surgeon has his hands in your guts and has to cough or sneeze, it will reduce the amount of contamination uh, from bacteria exactly if the surgeon's sick they don't operate well uh, listen i
0: think that we have to have a whole nother interview to talk about all that stuff because <laughs> there's, there's there's so much interesting stuff where we have certainly had cross sections on on twitter we agree on much uh it's montgomery granger he's got a new book out that's why we have him on it's called saving grace at guantanamo bay a memoir of a citizen warrior um and there's the book right there and uh, let me take it full good um so you're a
1: major in the u.s army reserves
0: You were stationed at Guantanamo Bay?
1: That's correct. When was that? uh, uh, We were there from February to June 2002. We helped stand the mission up. Uh, I belonged to a small liaison detachment with an Army enemy prisoner of war military police unit, one of the only units in the Army at the time. Uh, Of course, you use reserves for things you need in wartime. So if there's no war, you just train up. And a lot of the people from my unit, Joe had been to the first Gulf War and stood up detention operations uh, for Saddam Hussein's uh, droves that just threw up their hands and right, surrender. Right. Uh, so all these guys, remember, it's reserves. So their civilian work, their sheriffs, their police officers, their corrections officers, their detectives. You can't imagine the experience and expertise with this unit. And all of a sudden, a balloon goes up. And on 9-11, our general told us to pack our bags. We're going somewhere we don't know where. So our executive officer went to the Pentagon and talked about where are we are going to set up detention operations? Because we found out really quickly with the first American death of Johnny Michael Spann in the fall of 2001. After 9-11, he was a CIA operative doing interviews in mazar sharif in a prison, and there was a revolt. And Johnny Michael Spann gave his life for all of us. But that told us we can't have detention operations in country, which is normal. So we talked about Guam. We talked about Diego Garcia. We, but every conversation ended up at Gitmo because of security and logistics. So it was close enough to the United States and had the secure a perimeter, had a Marine garrison that we could keep the detainees safe.
0: Hey, hey, Montgomery, if you don't mind, here's a question I've always had about, about Guantanamo Bay. Is Montgomery Granger get his book, Saving Grace, at Guantanamo Bay? Is it considered U.S. land, U.S. soil? And if it is... Don't they get constitutional rights? I thought the reason we kept them at Gitmo is we can call them enemy combatants and we don't give them the due process promised in the Constitution. Like there were some people that wanted to bring, like Obama wanted to bring them to, and uh, uh, Eric Holder wanted to bring them to New York City. That would have given them the full coverage of the Constitution. Is it considered United States, Guantanamo Bay?
1: When we got it from the Spanish, it was US territory. Okay. Then we gave it to the Cubans. The communists stole it from the Cuban people. And we had a base. And the deal was as long as we paid rent, we could keep the base. And the contract could dissolve if both sides agreed to it. We gotcha. hadn't. We paid it each year. Uh, what happened is it's Cuban soil until a judge, a federal judge, when they Practice lawfare, like Rumsfeld said they would practice lawfare on us. Yes. Finally declared it de facto U.S. territory. That allowed the federal court to allow detainees to petition for habeas corpus.
0: Wow. So,
1: so they- they're allowed to petition for that, but they don't get it.
0: So the left of this country actually pushed to make it U.S. soil to give these people due process that they didn't deserve.
1: That's right. And, uh, to let your whole audience know, remember, there was an Operation Prestorius in World War II, 1942, eight dry-foot German uh, spies were caught on the United States soil, some on Long Island, some in Florida. Six of eight of those were executed less than eight weeks after capture. Joe, right. so they hadn't heard a fly, they hadn't blown up anything, right. they just were found guilty in a tribunal uh denied habeas corpus tried by military commission found guilty of spying they were put to death so what's different now when we stood that mission up our JAG officers our military lawyers thought that we were going to do tribunals and either release them or punish them right that that's that's what we all thought
0: we all thought that was going to happen
1: so when that didn't happen, we, it kind of threw us all for a loop, like, wait a minute, this is how we train. Our law says this, Geneva. Uh, in fact, Geneva Conventions allow even lawful combatant POWs to be held without charges, without trial, until the end of hostilities. And let me tell you, under this administration, the Joe Biden administration, the global war on terror is hot. And it's happened in Somalia, in Syria, in Afghanistan with al-Qaeda, ISIS, al-Shabaab, you name it. And they're coming after us every single day. And but we, but, but, but meet... we
0: wouldn't know that Montgomery we would not know that. We're hearing about green energy every day, and about how gas stoves are bad, and about how Kathy it... Hochul doesn't want to rehire medical workers that she fired for no reason, who didn't get the jab. We're hearing it's... lunacy about white supremacy in this country. We're hearing about school districts that or school boards that can't have parents have a say in whether gender ideology should be taught. And you're telling me there's an uptick in terrorism around the world? I do news for a living, and I didn't know that.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Uh, uh... Google uh, word search things, and I have some words up there. Guantanamo Bay, Gitmo's in the news every day. And we're letting them go. We're still letting them go. Over 745 guys have been released. None have been beheaded, uh, murdered, blown up, executed, dragged through the street uh, lifeless and naked, uh, set on fire or drowned. They just set free. They go back home. Th- those are all the things they've done to us and our allies,
0: right. but we don't do that. And, and, and then when, when we set them free, some of them have ended up doing exactly what you just said, blowing people up and causing more terrorism. Montgomery, do you know that we, for a fact, have released some killers, people we know killed people?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it used to be the the federal government kept track of it. Ironically, under the Obama administration, there was a yearly report that had to be filed, and the report said at least 30% that we know of are either recidivist or suspected of being recidivist. So they get released and they go back to their old ways. Why? Because this is who they are. Wow. They're killers. They're murderers.
0: How are these people being treated? It's Montgomery Granger. He's a major U.S. Army Reserves. He's retired. He's an author. name of the book is Saving Grace at Guantanamo Bay, A Memoir of a Citizen Warrior. When you went in, what did you expect? And wait, when you actually got there, how different was their treatment and what the facility was than, than
1: what you thought it would be? It was different than the way we train in that it was um, uh, a max security for all detainees. Usually in a prison camp, you have levels of security depending on the behavior and the background of the detainees. So you might have five levels. The first two levels might be general population. Okay. Only the last level, the, the highest level, would you see people isolated and in their own cell. But at Gitmo, not our decision. We argued, remember, the POW guys, the guys who did the first Gulf War, the police, the, all these guys, we said, no, we need to need it on five levels. And the Pentagon said, no, nope, we're going to do everybody max security. The mistake they made was they let the press within 200 uh, meters, and they took uh, some great photos that we still see. If you see a, a, a story about Guantanamo today, you're going to see the guys kneeling in gravel right. with the sensory deprivation. Well, that was a holding area before they were in process. But anybody you ask say, oh yeah, they were mistreated, they were there all day, every day. No, 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 no. But that's the perception. They never explained that photo. All detainees were treated by the military with dignity and respect. In fact, nobody in the DOT either the uniform or civilian are trained in uh, enhanced interrogation techniques or waterboarding. Uh, President Bush said in his uh, autobiography, uh, decision points that a handful of detainees were waterboarded in order to obtain valuable information that saved many lives. Right. And and, uh, again, that was something that even
0: our own military personnel had to go through. It wasn't something that was so abnormal. It it wasn't paper cuts and dip them in alcohol. I mean, this was something where we 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 knew that we weren't killing them, but they thought that there was a chance they could drown. That's why they started speaking, and it saved lives. We know that. And again, military members have gone through the same exact process to know what it was. Um, But but we had this radical left movement that we were mistreating everybody at Guantanamo. I mean, what I've heard from other people is that they were handed a Quran the first day. Whatever their specific meals were, they were given their specific meals, given their prayer time, given their prayer rugs. These people were treated way better than we would have been treated there.
1: Uh, yes, they get free Qurans, prayer rugs, beads, uh, services of U.S. military Muslim chaplains. Uh, they get halal and special Muslim holiday meals, including lamb and baklava. Uh, if they behave themselves, they get the candy and the MREs, they get recreation, they right. get uh, world class health care. And that's where, where my job was making sure that they had the proper health care, uh, environmental services. Uh, things of that nature, and they were treated pretty much like gold. Uh, I had people that visited them every single day. I would uh, study the uh, intel reports for medical issues and report it up the chain. Uh, they were treated with dignity and respect. Uh, however, uh, what the Alphabet Soup, Secret Scroll, Shadow Warrior, Spooks did uh, on the on their side, I don't know. Yeah, but I know that. When we got them, they were treated with dignity and respect.
0: It's Montgomery Granger, Major, U.S. Army Reserves, retired. He's an author. The name of the book is called Saving Grace at Guantanamo Bay, a memoir of a citizen warrior. I've only got a minute or so left, Montgomery, but but tell me, the word grace always jumps out at me. I know about God's grace. I live through God's grace. What does the word grace mean in your title here, Saving Grace at Guantanamo Bay?
1: That uh, the Lord would bless us and keep us and give us peace through the mission that we were doing. Uh, to do his work, uh, through our jobs, that we hated them and that we asked forgiveness for hating them, but at the same time cared for them in a professional, uh, way, um, uh, the Lord was with us yeah. and helped us get through each and every day. Well, what, what, is,
0: what is that like having to serve and
1: treat and make sure that you treat humanely people that you know you hate? It's an emotional train wreck. It really is. It's really tough. The hardest part was leaving my wife and children. Uh, one of my boys was only two days old mm. when I left for, for training. So it was, it, it was an emotional train wreck, really difficult. But uh, a 10-minute documentary film was done on my book. You can find it on YouTube. It's okay. called Heroes of Gitmo. Heroes of Gitmo on YouTube. It's 10 minutes long. And it talks about some things that most people would never guess happened at Guantanamo Bay
0: heroes at gitmo we'll go check that out get the book saving grace in guantanamo bay a memoir of a citizen warrior i feel like i could talk to you for like six hours let's do this again okay montgomery you got it thanks so much joe i appreciate you god bless you we're back after this stay right here this is the joe pag show have you really enjoyed having the major on go to um MJ Granger one over on twitter and go follow montgomery get his book appreciate him hanging out lots to get to tomorrow we got another big show tomorrow not before we tell you we got some pop, culture. Yep. Dirty pop. <laughs> Yo, what's going on
1: so did you see this uh crazy situation last night with uh harry and megan
0: totally did not what happened
1: so, she received an award last night in New York, and afterwards, uh, Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle were getting chased by paparazzi okay. uh, for, I guess, like, just two hours. And really? it was, like, near fatal, which is, like, crazy considering what happened with his mom.
0: No, I did not hear that part of the story. The cab driver says it's a lie. The cab driver says nobody followed us. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I have no clue. But but again, you know, the, the stories, are, they always keep themselves in the news, oddly. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, and Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is The Joe Pegg Show.